Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And inside the huddle we go with Vinny Bonsignor who joins us on the phone lines now. Vinny, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. The first question I got to ask you is something that you might not be able to answer, but I just saw it on Twitter and I've seen it throughout the course of the day and I just don't know, is it real? Did Mark Davis really shave his head? Man, if that happened, I did not see it. So uh, I, I cannot. Conf- I can neither confirm uh, nor deny <laughs> the rumor that Mark Davis uh, has shaved his head. But I'm going to get right on that as soon as I hang up the phone here. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm see- I've been seeing this picture floating around Twitter all day today, and I keep thinking this can't be real. This can't be real. But he looks kind of like a badass, though. I'll tell you right now, if it's real, he kind of looks like a badass with no hair. You know, uh, right now, just visualizing it, I'm thinking uh, like the character in Breaking Bad. Uh, that's who I'm kind of visualizing. So if it's something like that, yeah, badass is a uh, is a good description. <laughs> well, now we now that we broke down MD and and, and if he possibly <laughs> shaved his head or not. Again, uh, I don't know. Like Vinny said, cannot confirm, cannot deny if that is true or not. We'll actually get into some real Raider talk with Vinny Bonsignor, who joins us. Of course, you can catch him every morning on the morning tailgate with Clay and Heidi, seven a.m. to ten a.m. And the RJ, the Review Journal, does fantastic work there. Uh, we know Derek Carr is is going to be officially released within you know less than twenty four hours by some time tomorrow it'll probably end up being official what direction do the Raiders go next what makes the most sense knowing who they have to compete with in the AFC West and the AFC in general yeah um, and that's part of the reason why they're moving on from Derek Carr is because they simply don't feel like he's the quarterback that's going to be able to get them over the hump here in a in a division um, you know let alone conference that that has a bunch of good quarterbacks or a league that has a bunch of good quarterbacks so that's the starting point is trying to find somebody that can get them closer to a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert and on and on and on Joe Burrows uh, Jalen Hurts now mm-hmm. uh, right uh, so that's that's the uh, that's the objective um, there's a couple ways that they could go uh, about it and if, if, if it's me you know this would be my preference um, one is you got to investigate uh, and look into uh, Aaron Rodgers you have to uh, if he becomes available um, that's something that the Raiders uh, not only do I would I do it I think they'll, they will do it uh, they'll look into that and I don't know if the compensation is going to be as much as people assume that it's going to be um, yes obviously you're going to have to give up the seventh pick overall um, so that's that's going to be the starting point. The question for me is what more would it take or need to take given his contract and, and how long he might be able to play and, and, and all that good stuff. That's number one for me. Number two, um, if, if that's not available, you know, of course you're going to look into Lamar Jackson too to see if that's a possible trade uh, right there. But between the, the, the compensation it would take and then the money you would have to give him, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty you know, uh, steep mountain to, uh, to climb. My second choice, to be perfectly frank, would be to trade up to go get C.J. Stroud. I know you're taking a chance. You're taking a risk. You don't know if C.J. Stroud is going to be that guy. But, but from what I've seen anyway, um, you know, in the big games that he's played in, uh, what I've been able to watch, um, you know, all the footage that, that's out there uh, on him, uh, I think he's got the arm. I think he's got the size. I think he could run. I think he's mobile. Um, he can make all the throws. And it just feels like he's one of those types of quarterbacks that can get or has the potential to get it done. Whether it happens or not, obviously that's a 50-50 proposition. But that would be my second choice. 
My third choice would be roll with Jared Stidham, maybe find another quarterback somewhere down the line in this draft um, and, and see where that gets you in 2023 and then revisit revisit it in 2024. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. My man DeMond's got one for you. Something that I wanted to ask you, so just to get a little bit more clarity about it for myself and for fans out there, why did the Raiders sign Derek Carr to this new contract when he still had one year left on his deal? They gave up the leverage to get a compensatory pick if he would have just left in free agency. So can you break down the details of that a little bit more to why it was still a good idea for them to give him that extension, even though they did have the out to get rid of him if things went bad in year one. Derek Carr was not going to play last year on the last year of that deal. He just wasn't. And um, not uh, the below market uh, value that it was uh, going into that season. I think it was written at $20 million going into last season. Uh, and it would have been the last season of his uh, contract. Uh, I don't believe that Derek Carr was going to be accommodating to that. So you have to sign him to an extension um, or trade him, which I think that's, you know, people are throwing that around right now. You're not going to trade Derek Carr. Uh, going into this past season, coming off a playoff appearance, and oh, by the way, he was one of the keys to bringing in Devontae Adams. So that's an option that's no longer, uh, that wasn't, you know, uh, realistic. So what do you do if you're the Raiders? You sign him to a quote-unquote extension, which um, was only going to take effect after 2022, a season where he's either going to prove to you that he's the guy for the future or prove to you that he's not the guy for the future. And it ended up being uh, the, the latter in, in, in that regard. So they signed into an extension, um, but they also made sure that they put a clause in there that gave them an out, basically a scot-free out, as soon as the season was over, if they didn't feel like he was the guy. Now you go back to Derek Carr. Derek Carr and Kim Young are his agent. They're not going to agree to that just like that. They're going to say, okay, if you're going to insist on this out clause, um, you got to put a deadline on when you can make that decision, number one. That gives me the opportunity to get out on the open market ahead of everybody else, uh, which th- he got with the February 15th. And, oh, by the way, you got to give us a uh, no-trade clause. That was his protection. The Raiders' protection was, getting, was to make sure that they weren't going to get stuck with the quarterback that they didn't want beyond this year, give it just the one year to see if he was the guy or not, um, but, but have protection to be able to walk away from it. To get that and to get him to sign off on that, he needed to get what he needed to get, which was the no-trade clause and the February 15th deadline. At the end of the day, everybody's going to survive. It wasn't some major blunder on either side. Both sides got what they essentially wanted, the flexibility to be able to move on. The, car, the, the Raiders move on from Derek Carr, aren't going to pay him one cent on that extension or that $40 million that comes due uh, tomorrow, or, or excuse me, February 15th. Derek Carr protected uh, himself by getting the no trade clause and and the uh, and that February fifteenth deadline. Both both sides are going to go on their merry way uh, and maybe in some ways be better off for it. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. So the question I've been asking Vinny is: Can the Raiders do enough this offseason to build a team that could compete with the teams that we talked about, with the Chiefs, with the Chargers, with the Ravens, with the Dolphins, with the Bengals? You know, with those teams, those powerhouses in the AFC that look like they're only going to continue to get better. Can the Raiders do enough this offseason to compete with those guys? Yeah, um, you know, when you're talking about the, the, the head of the class, the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not quite sure uh, about that. Uh, but let's just play this out. If you get Aaron Rodgers um, and, and do some tinkering with the offensive line, uh, you keep Darren Waller and he stays healthy and Hunter Renfro and he stays healthy, you, got, you, you bring back Josh Jacobs, you got Devontae Adams. That has the look with Aaron Rodgers as an elite offense. I'm just that's, – that's the fact of the matter. Now, what can you do – uh, defensively to get closer to those guys. Well, here's a couple of things. Number one, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles from 2021 to 2022, their defense, 
they went from, I think it was the 17th best defense, somewhere in the teens, to all of a sudden they're a top 10 defense. They went from 29 sacks in 2021 to 70 uh, in 2022. They showed people that it can get done. You can make major strides with the right moves um, you know, in free agency in the draft. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they were, they were playing five defensive starters, defensive players last year, that, or this yesterday, that were rookies. They sh- look at the, think of it this way, you guys. From the team, the 49ers, or the Chiefs team that beat the 49ers uh, a couple of years ago to win the Super Bowl, there's eight players that are, that, that are still on this team from that team. You can rebuild, you can retool uh, quickly in the NFL. The, the Philadelphia Eagles won four games in, uh, two years ago. Now they're the you know, second best team in the NFL, arguably the best roster uh, in the NFL. So it can be done. Can they get close? Yes. Can they topple the Chiefs? I'm not quite sure about that from one year to the next, but they can get a lot closer with the right moves. And it starts with the draft. It starts with free agency. Uh, and it starts with whoever that quarterback is going to be. One of the questions that have been asked and posed to us today on the show is about winning now, playing to win right now, but also building for the future. Is that something that you could do both at the same time? I think you can. Um, even if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, and let's say he costs you your number one pick, right? Which he will. Um, Okay, so does that mean that you're giving up all ten the the, the the ten other picks you have? No, that's a lot of draft picks to to put into um, you know improving. You're still going to have money under the salary cap. They'll rework the deal uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Whoever trades for him is going to rework that deal. He understands that and has already sent signals that he's okay with that. It just makes you know sense. Uh, and nobody's going to pay him sixty million dollars for one season. That's going to get broken up somehow, some way. Um, to make it more palatable. So, um, yeah, absolutely, you can do both. It doesn't mean you're going to accomplish it in one year, but you're not. I, I, I reject the notion, and we talked about this uh, last week, I reject the notion that you're signing off on just completely sabotaging your future if you bring in Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't believe that that's the case. You can handle both. Good teams handle both things, uh, and both things can be true. You can approve that quarterback with an Aaron Rodgers and still keep – the bulk of your draft picks uh, and salary cap space to be able to address the needs for the future. Vinny, how long would you have to stay in the dark for you to find some clarity before making a decision? In term, oh wow, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, what are we talking? What's the what clarity do I need here? Uh, I for me, you know, I'm a I'm, here's here's the deal. I go shopping, and I'm sure you know uh, Q can attest to this. When we go shopping with our wives. It's a freaking day-long situation, right? Yeah, it they sucks. They have to shop, right? <laughs> you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to kind of assume you're like me. I got, I got a plan. I go in. I get out. I get what I need, and yep. I'm done, and I'm, and I'm ready to go do something else. So for me, I'm a quick, you know, I'm not going to sit there and dwell on it too long. So yep. give me about an hour. Give me about an hour, uh, Devon, and I'll be good. Exactly. That's hey. I'm telling you, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm I don't to this point, man. I'm like I got something to do. What do you got to do? I don't know anything, right? <laughs> right. It's time to move on. Right. Exactly. No, I'm with you right there, a hundred percent. Again, we're talking with Vinny Bonsignor from Radio Nation Radio nine twenty morning tailgate seven a.m. to ten a.m. with Clay and Heidi, and also the RJ does fantastic work there. You can catch him on Twitter at Vinny Bonsignor. So. Uh, again, there's so many different areas of the team that have to be addressed this offseason, but I, th- I feel like nothing could really be addressed until we have an idea what they plan on doing with the quarterback position. How quickly do you think we'll have some kind of idea of where, where they may be headed or what they're thinking? 
Well, uh, once Aaron Rodgers gets out of his four-day uh, dark period, uh, I think I think he's gonna he, he'll send some signals himself on whether he's uh, you know still planning to play or not, and whether he's gonna ask the you know the Green Bay Packers to trade him or not. I I, I have a feeling that that's gonna happen. So so at, so I think um, it'll it'll be fairly quickly after that where you where well, we'll find out if if the Raiders are serious uh, bidders for him and a serious um, you know uh, suitor for him, and I, I think. When you're talking about Devontae Adams, Josh, I mean, everybody, you guys were there uh, in Phoenix. How many guys on the Raiders were down there talking about, yeah, we could see Aaron Rodgers uh, coming out here. So it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of momentum for it. Uh, I think the Raiders are thinking about it as well. So that would be the first kind of uh, chip to fall. Uh, The good news is if that doesn't work out, it's ahead of the draft. So they'll know going into the draft what they've got at quarterback um, if they have anything in terms of a veteran quarterback, a viable veteran quarterback. And if you don't have the Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, then you'll probably load up uh, you know, and, and maybe move up to go get a C.J. Stroud or whoever the Raiders determine as, as their you know, idea of the best quarterback. So at least, um, and, and it works in their favor, you'll have free agency first to decide now what you're going to have to do in the, uh, in the draft for a quarterback, if anything. You mentioned trading up, and that leads me to my next question. With the combine coming up, do you think that the Raiders could fall in love with someone on the defensive end so much that they take them at number seven? Because right now I'm feeling I don't know who's going to be available at seven or if they trade up, but they are picking a quarterback. Yeah, uh, so if they, you're, you're, man, that's a, that's a great question because I don't know if they're going to have, you know, if it's Aaron Rodgers, they're not going to have their seventh pick overall. Right. If it's Jimmy Garoppolo, that's, that's one of the things that, that works in Garoppolo's favor is that you're not going to have to give up a draft pick. It's just money to go get Jimmy G. And, right. and, you know, and I know that how much of an upgrade is he over, over Derek Carr? I, I, think, um, I think he's an upgrade, but he's, an, he's a downgrade health-wise. And that's just as important sometimes as, as the skill that he brings to the, uh, to the uh, field. If he's not out there, what good is he doing you at that right. point? Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit dicey. But the one thing um, is that he doesn't, he's not going to cost you a draft pick. So, so that'll change. If they have Jimmy Garoppolo in the fold, then at seven, you could go anywhere. You could go best offensive line. You could go best defensive player. You could be really flexible. But if they don't have any of those quarterbacks, uh, Demond, then I'm thinking they're going to have to pick at, uh, a quarterback at seven or, or more than likely move up to get a quarterback uh, in that first round. You mentioned C.J. Stroud earlier. You like him. What about Bryce Young? If they had an opportunity to move up and go get him, would you be for that? Would you think that that's a good move, too? I want to say yeah, Q, uh, because I love the game. But, I mean, this is such a physical sport. And, yep. and you know, we see uh, how, look at Tua, you know, um, getting hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And he's a big strapping dude, uh, that guy. So um, I do worry about that. That's the one thing. Everything else, I love everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully for him, he stays healthy his entire career and has a fabulous career because he's got that kind of a skill set. Uh, but I look at him and I look at CJ and I just see six foot four uh, with a, a cannon of an arm. Um, uh, you know, he could run. Uh, he makes all the throws. That's kind of why I, I, I like CJ a little bit more is because I think the durability is going to be there. Um, but if that wasn't an issue, then I think Bryce Young would be the best quarterback in this draft. Final question for you, Vinny. Uh, Josh Jacobs told us at the Pro Bowl uh, practices when we saw him on that Saturday before the actual Pro Bowl day that he was going to meet with the Raiders starting next week. He hadn't been disrespected yet. Any kind of word on if they've had any kind of conversation? If so, how's it going? Um, I have not heard anything about that. I wouldn't have expected it today. Uh, I think that everyone's going to 
you know, come back from the Super Bowl. I know the Raiders were out there as well, and Dave Ziegler was in Phoenix uh, last last week. So uh, I'm assuming that they're going to all kind of rest it up after a long week. You guys know what that's all about. Yeah. Um, and then just and then probably uh, you know get into something uh, a little bit maybe midweek or so. But uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. And I, I did. It was interesting to hear Josh talk about um, you know the franchise tag and his mm, maybe you yeah. know a willingness to do that. Provided that the Raiders are using that other money wisely, you know, and, mm-hmm. and being able to go improve the team around him. And he was very clear, offensive line, defense, uh, you know, uh, if I'm going to do that, then you got to show me something as well. So at the very least, it left the door open for that possibility. I actually love the fact that he said that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always respected his attitude, his, his honesty, his approach to the game. But to say basically like, hey, if you're improving the team, yeah, I don't have to make the most money if you're improving the team. If you're not, then, well, just give me the bag because what does it matter so I could appreciate that and I think that that was a hell of a message he sent to the uh, to the front office 1000% and even if it's a um, you know team friendlier deal uh, on a on a multi-year deal um, he, I, what he's doing is telling them look it's give and take here you know I'll work with you but you got to work not just with me he's not making it about him you got to work with us you have to if, 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 if I'm leaving something on the table for you to be able to address other needs, then you have to address those needs wisely. Otherwise, again, like you just said, uh, I'm doing you the favor, but we're not getting anything in return for it. And I'm not going to be about that. So I agree. I, I like how he's using um, his clout right now as mm-hmm. a leader of this team and somebody that cares about this organization first and foremost, and the fans to say, look, we could work something out, but you got to follow through on um, the promises that you're going to make me and everybody else by spending that money wisely that I'm allowing you to have. Right, I agree. I agree 100%. Good stuff as always, Vinny. Uh, what do you got coming down on the RJ, my man, that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, um, we're putting together a nice little timeline uh, of Derek Carr's career. Uh, a lot of highlights uh, for Derek Carr during his, uh, during his time here. A lot of, a lot of accomplishments and, and whatnot. So we're putting that together. And we're all just kind of sitting and waiting uh, for the other shoe to fall on, on Derek Carr. Uh, and then I think that uh, the next time we write about Derek Carr is when he agrees to terms with another team. And then that's that. <laughs> it's going to be about who's the 2023 Raiders quarterback after that. Right, exactly. How quickly do you think something can get wrapped up with D.C. once he gets released? I think he'll use his tie, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a week, okay. week and a half, two weeks. But, of course, um, nothing – I'm not quite sure. I know that he can negotiate with anybody. Um, but remember, signing him, officially signing him, might have to wait till March 15th when everybody has to be under the salary cap and all that. For, for, from a team's perspective and a team standpoint, um, they may have to wait until the new league year start, uh, starts to officially sign him. But in terms of an agreement, I would say one to two weeks. There you go. Vinny Bonsignor, fantastic stuff, my man. Appreciate you as always, brother. Have a great show tomorrow morning. All right. Hey, you guys did a great job in Phoenix, man. Congratulations on that. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all your effort as well back in the home studio making it do what it do. Vinny Bonsignor right there on Twitter, at Vinny Bonsignor, RJ as well, and, of course, every single morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. 421 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back, get to some calls and texts, 702-365-9200-69187, keyword R&R. That is the don'tbebroke.com text line. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Q. 426 is the time here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Demon Cotton, your boy Q. Got cover three coming up in a little bit. A little NFL news and notes. Just kind of scatter shoot around the league. One thing we haven't talked about when it comes to Super Bowl 57 is the halftime show. Riri, Rihanna, B better have my money. 
WWRD, what would Rihanna do? Right? I mean, all that good stuff. I've always lived by that creed. What would Rihanna do? If I ever have a tough decision to make, I always think, Q, what would Rihanna do? And then I usually make that decision and roll with it. Sometimes it works out well, sometimes not so much. Well, Riri was out there doing her thing. So we're going to bring in our expert, Sylvia, <laughs> who we're lucky that she's still here in the building because i just kidding. Yeah, you know what I'm doing? I'm working. Are you? I'm, I'm trying to work, make that work, bread. Work, 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 work. <laughs> and I, was, I had that as I was typing a proposal. Right. I had that song stuck in my head. Right. There you go. So yeah. there, there's so that. So you're making it seem like I'm leaving at one. Oh, no, I wouldn't know because we start at two. So usually when we jump on the air, then you bounce. That's true. <laughs> She's like, I can't deal with these loud guys next to my office, which I understand that. But I did. I want to get your thoughts on Rihanna, the, the halftime show, because that was a highly anticipated halftime show. I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it. I mean, hell, I'm singing. I'm walking up and down the hallway singing work, 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 work. So there's that. Yeah. So I guess that was effective. So what did, <laughs> what did you think about the halftime show? A little lackluster. And I feel bad mm-hmm. because I was looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, she has all these great hits. Right. Uh, even in her videos, you can see that she's always, you know, she's dancing and she's, you know, great. Yep. Um, I was not impressed. And actually, the whole time I was thinking, is Eminem going to come out? Right. Is Britney Spears going to come out? Is, that, is there any other? You're waiting for a feature. I was, I was anticipating another artist coming out and right. there was nothing. And I was, Yeah. I was not. Eh. I was excited about it when it started, and she's coming down from the sky. Like that, that was, was cool. That was cool. That was cool. Very, like, very Super Mario Bros. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think about that, <laughs> but I'm thinking. I was like, okay, I want to see what she looks like. Like, what I want to see what she's wearing. Yeah. And then I saw her outfit, and the first thing I said was like, is she pregnant again? Like that was the first thing I said, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud because I felt bad. You know, like you don't. You don't say. You don't, someone walking by like, sure. hey, is she pregnant? Sure, sure, sure. And then find out she's not, and then you're like, oh, my bad. You well, know. she did just, I mean, I don't want to say just had the No, she cup, did, like But it was ago. recent. Yeah. It was a couple of, it was recently that yeah. she had her first like that, baby. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, the, the steam yeah. is still, is still you know, wearing it's, off. It's healing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's on the road to recovery. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. It's still healing. It's <laughs> Back to the halftime show. No, I mean, look, so that was that was a major part of it, because, you know, a lot of people I saw on Twitter, oh, what a fantastic job she did, and she was even pregnant, and I'm thinking... And we were talking about it off-air, like, about an, a couple of hours ago, and yeah. you said, I think people were excited about the music. Right. It was hit after hit after hit. They, she didn't do Disturbia, which... Right. She did that, do, you better have my money. I uh, thought she did. Yeah, that's she what did. she started with. Yeah, she started with oh, yeah. that's, that's what no, I'm that was fine. Oh, like, yeah. I like that, so that I was like, I'll, I'll, you know, right. I'll put that to the side. But. She has so many hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she could have done an hour show. I mean, she has so much music. But, but don't they have like 15 minutes anyway? So, so, I mean, they have to like. Yeah, they have to condense it. Yeah, they have to condense so it. So it was, I mean, it, the music was good. The performance yes. wasn't great. It was, uh, and I read an article earlier and it said that she's uh, consistently lackluster, which I don't know. I, I've never, I yeah. don't think I've ever seen her perform live. I haven't either. I just realized <laughs> that I've seen a lot of artists perform live. Yeah. I've never seen her perform live. I'll tell you so, what she did. What? She did the bare minimum. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. Coming from the bare minimum king. <laughs> I know the bare minimum when I see it. Rihanna showed up. She said. Her, well, did she did she get paid? No, you don't. No, get you don't get paid. Okay. You just no. get like the advertising and all that good stuff. Okay, she she got paid in. Uh, I mean, in exposure. Exposure. Yeah. In air quotes. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was. Uh, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like I said, she did the bare minimum. So what did you think, Demar? We haven't asked you. What did you think of the show? She did the bare minimum. <laughs> she went in. It was like it was a lot of a lot of lip syncing. A lot of, like even the dance moves were just yeah. like some tired two stepping. The lip syncing. She didn't bad. even try. No. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't care if you see me that I'm lip syncing. Right. I'm gonna lip sync, and I don't care. Right. And I think that everyone kind of overlooked that because again, the music is good. So you're like dancing or whatever, and you're feeling it. But then realize that she's not really dancing or doing it. Oh, well, because you know, she's pregnant. But I think what happened. No excuse. I, come <laughs> on. Serena Williams won come a on. championship while prego. <laughs> but. <laughs> and why does everyone give us an announcement like that now? Beyonce did it. Now everybody's doing it. Well, because Beyonce did it. Well, can, someone, can we get original? I don't know. Would you have rather she take she taken the show off? No. No, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like she had to even give us an announcement. As soon as she came down, I knew she was pregnant. I was like, oh, I woke up. See, I, I debated, I debated someone really? on that, yeah. I had she to check Twitter to verify. Before. No, I couldn't find anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw and a lot of people hitting it up saying, is she pregnant? Yeah, someone said, oh, is she, she's pregnant. And I'm like, no, she's not because she just, I was like, like, like hardcore. I was like standing my ground like, no, she's not pregnant. And right. then they were like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh. All right, well. Well, and what what uh, what made the announcement official for me is when she was doing, what was it, um, Shine Bright Like a Diamond? Yes. And then she said, "Live, I'm alive in here or something like that, and she rubbed her belly again, or there's oh, life in here I or miss, something. I must have missed that because I did walk out. <laughs> Dang, didn't even stay for the entire performance. No, I, no after, I think it was uh, Shine Bright Like a Diamond where I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Oh, you've had enough yeah, of this? Yeah, because I was like, I don't, I don't think Eminem's coming out. No, no, and that's what I was anticipating too was a feature, and it just never happened. Yeah. I was Why have all the collaborators, did you want Eminem the most? Because he's Eminem. I like Eminem. Eminem's cool. Yeah. What's wrong with him? Why, why do you have beef with him? I don't have any beef with him. It's I, just, it sounded like you. I don't want to like yeah. give my Eminem hot takes on the air. Shakira cool. could have come out. There we go. Shakira. Sha- but she was already at the Super Bowl. She was there with and? J-Lo. She was there with J-Lo. And? Eh. Bring, bring her back. Why? Because. She was just there. She's got her hips. They don't lie. Oh, I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> That's That Super Bowl performance was in Miami when it was J-Lo and Shakira. I think it was Miami, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I realized even in the stadium, I wasn't close enough to actually see that her hips didn't lie. I, I mean. Because I was going to, my plan was to go up there and talk to my girl J-Lo and be like, what up though? What it do? That's true. You That's do what, love her. That is your girl. Yeah, hey, look, man. That's true. All, all, all truth told right there. Yeah, all truth. No I know. lies. No you're lies. Mar- you're, ha- you're a happily married man, but. But the wife would understand. If J-Lo was like, yeah, yo, Q. The wife would understand. Yeah. It's just like Elvis, uh, who's that? Elvis Alba or Ildis? Idris Alba. Yeah, that cat. <laughs> you know, if that cat all of a sudden became available, the wife would be like. You know, hey, this is great. This has been fun, but and you would be like, and I'd be like, girl, right, I do it. I understand. You know, let me know how it is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really need. I don't really need no details. I don't really need it. I don't really need, it. Don't really need no any details. On? I'm, I'm good. I don't know. I'm good. I don't really need all the details. <laughs> the wife just texted me and said, "Hips, my hey, my hips don't lie." <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> hey. She's not wrong. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Good times. All right, so final question for you. Who is going to be the performer next year here in Vegas? Oh, God. Who should be the performer here in Vegas? I mean, you're talking to a rock chick. I would love to see Metallica. Okay. I, I, yeah. Hey, whatever. I, I mean, saying, they did hip-hop yeah. last year. They're always doing, like, hip-hop. They're always yeah. doing, like, pop. Exactly. So I would be, love it, to it, see Metallica. Okay. What about what about you, Damon? Who would you like to see? Uh, I don't know as a, just as a headliner. I think it's going to have to be, like, a, an, an ensemble of people. But I would want to see the Killers just for that Vegas connection. They're, but, not, they're not big enough, are they? I don't think they're big they're enough. They're pretty big. But they're I, not big but enough maybe, for the Super Bowl. Probably to be Jay Z though. Yeah, they're not big enough for the Super Bowl, and that's no disrespect. They're just not. Uh, they're just not big enough uh, for the Super Bowl. 
I. They're uh, not big enough for the Super Bowl. I mean, they might be big enough for side B. They might be, side you know. B. I mean, seriously, like outside, out front, like, Dang. like, welcome. I'm serious. Dang. No, Just the Super Bowls kick them out. No, the Super like, Bowls. No, next you level. can't be. You can't perform in your hometown. Get out of here, killers. That's just Brandon Flowers. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be someone huge. Just give me Mr. Brightside. You know the whole stadium can sing huge. along with like, it. I think that they could open up the Super Bowl. Like that'd be great because they have that. They have artists as open. DJ Khaled usually is the oh, DJ. Oh, uh, Imagine Dragons. Uh no. Uh, give Imagine me the killers Dragons. instead. No. <laughs> no, Matt. Get out of here. What do you mean, get out of here? I love Imagine Dragons. I'm not saying they're bad. The first but, album I mean, was amazing. I, guess, I mean, if you were gonna say who's bigger, I guess the bigger. Vegas act. I mean, panic at the disco aside, they're Ve- not a band anymore. Vegas Pete hit us up on our don'tbebroke.com text line and said, Is that why the dancers in white look like sperm? <laughs> Yo, my man. <laughs> I didn't No, that's somebody that. he's getting. <laughs> no, serious. I didn't think it, about it, that. The funny thing is, that was tweeted a lot. A lot of people on what? Twitter. Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter said that. I'm on a different Twitter. They, no, they're not. They made that connection that it was like little spermies and like Rihanna was an egg. I'm, look, I'm just reading the text. I'm just reading the text. I'm just like I tell everyone, I'm just a weatherman, right? If, if if rain is coming, I'm telling you it's coming. It might not arrive, but I'm telling you it's on the way. Like the little spermies going into the egg. Uh, hey, look, man, you know, <laughs> this could be health or this could be uh, Raider Nation Radio. I mean, whatever we're calling it, but it is what it is. Just saying. Who would you want? Um, I think Jay-Z would be, would be awesome. Okay. But I just feel like with hip-hop being last year and then... Rihanna being this year that they're going to change up the genre completely, right? I think they're going to have like a what a pop act. Uh, no, no. Country. No, I don't. I mean, like that's the thing. I don't know. We I just th- got a text. Bad Bunny in Vegas. Bring all the Latinas out. LOL, please. <laughs> My man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be big. I would I would I could see that happening. That would be big. Um. It's got to be someone huge. It's got to be a big name, though. Vegas has got to do it bigger than. That's why, like I said, I don't want, want to sound disrespectful to the killers. It's just got to be someone bigger than that. Unless they have like a whole bunch of artists, like Damon said. Okay, well, like who? Who would be worthy of that? Right? I don't know. I like when she said Panda Good the Disco, too. That means. Well, I mean, they're not a band anymore. Come, you can get them back together for one night. All you really need is Brandon. He's, he's not the. Is he the, the singer? Yeah, Brandon Yuri. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I would say Jay Z would be huge. Maybe a Jay Z sl- oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Uh, well, Beyonce just performed. Yeah, though. she already did it. She was there it's not too, too long ago. Yeah. Oh. Jay Z would be dope though. That would be big. They have the connection with Apple Music and Rock Nation and all that. You know what I mean? Like they have that connection. Jay Z's part of the NFL committee, so I could see that doing. It's just it's got to be next level for Vegas. It, it, it's just the reality of it. It's got yeah. to be something or somebody or unless they do have someone like from a residency here. Yeah, like Ursher. Ursher? Yeah. I don't think he's big Usher? enough. Usher? You don't think Ursher's big enough? No. Ooh, tough crowd. What if Ursher came with somebody? Well, yeah, it had to be. It had to be somebody good because you know after those two thousand. Ursher's hits, not good. I, no, I'm saying some. It had to be somebody with a little bit more relevancy. relevancy. When's the last Usher hit? Ooh, you had? Man, when's, la- when, when's the last time you was like, Yo, Usher just dropped a new a new song? It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Got a text. Q and D, can I be next year's halftime performance to Celia DeMont's high school basketball skills? <laughs> I'd put on a show. Yeah. It'd be Harlem Globetrotter-esque. Yeah, okay. Okay, Kevin Hart. 
Did you hear this story, Sylvia? <laughs> no, she what? didn't hear the story. We go to this restaurant in Arizona, right? We're headed yeah. back from the Super Bowl, and we sure. just we're we're in Surprise, Arizona. I'm so I'm starving. I got to get something to eat. So we walk into this uh, restaurant, and we put our name in, and then the lady's like, "Oh, you can sit at the bar. I think there's plenty of room at the bar." We're like, "Okay, cool." So we walk over. And this lady out of nowhere that's randomly on the side of Jared. So it's like Jared, me, then Damon, and then Adam Hill. Lady over here goes, oh, they have Kevin Hart with them. <laughs> you laughing a little too hard. <laughs> I was like, damn, really? Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that kind of party as soon as we walked in. Like, we hadn't even sat down yet. Damon hadn't then, even got on a seat. And they were like, no. oh, that's cute. It's got Kevin Hart with them. It's like, wow. But it's not even like, hey, that's Kevin Hart. It's like, that's cute. It's Kevin Hart. Yeah, man. You know what? Didn't find it funny then. <laughs> Still don't, <laughs> don't find it funny. funny now. <laughs> yeah, that was bad, man. That was bad. Well, how do you react to that? Like, how really Well, I said something very loud. First of all, I reacted very loud. You know, I laughed. Sure. I laughed my tail off. But sure, I was sure, like, sure. there is no similarities between Kevin Hart and Damon, except for they're black and short. Those are the only two things that are sim- similar between Kevin Hart and Damon. And that is it. There, and that's where it starts, and that's where it stops. I guess any short black man, he's like, oh, Kevin Hart. Right, exactly. Oh, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, lady. Oh, man. So now, yeah, now you got... Uh, Did, have th- you dubbed him Kevin Hart? No. Oh, okay. No, we've, uh, I've told the story on the air a couple times, but that was it. Oh, okay. I think I'd rather go with uh, mini Josh Jacobs rather than Kevin Hart. It's funny. People, when you have, grow your hair out, people do say you look like Josh Jacobs, which is probably a little bit better than just looking like Kevin Hart. Yeah, because with the Kevin Hart comparison, you're just saying it because we're short and black. and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else that we could look like each other if we're short and black. And the one thing that really gets on my nerves is, why would Kevin Hart be eating dinner in Surprise, Arizona right now? <laughs> if I was the real Kevin Hart? That's the last place he'd be at. <laughs> yes. Now we got a text. Hey, Q, since when did you get Kevin Hart to join the show? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rough, man. Rough times. All right. So, uh, final final one. So, on a scale of one to 10, what was the Rihanna show? What would you give it? One to 10, I would say about a five. Ooh, tough crowd. All right. Yeah. Come on, what would you give it? I'll give it a six. I'll give her that one bump because of the pregnancy. She still went out there and did it. Is that so? That's not an excuse. That's a condition. That's I'm not just, like you don't get a pass because you're pregnant. That's like well, me. Well, I mean, it explains like why she can dance. A, no, I mean, but that's that's not our fault. That's her and ASAP Rocky's fault. And obviously, hey. they took ASAP seriously. Because <laughs> they got busy. ASAP. They did. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think that kid's six months. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so either. Like I said, I think that the, like, the, the hair is still forming or what. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think that everything is, like, settled yet. And also, it's like, yeah, things boop. are still moving back. And they're like, whoop, yep. let's, let's get pregnant again. Exactly. Exactly. So, I'll give it... I think I got to ride with the round of five. I think we're about all on the same page. Yeah. Five or six. Five or six. Seven if I'm being nice, but I'm really not. Right? The hits were there, though. The hits the were hits great. The hits were there. That's the what we expected. There. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you expect always at a Super Bowl halftime show. Right. You want the hits. You want you know to amp everything up. I just think it was, like I don't want to say lazy, but it was just. It was. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a meh. I guess because of how hyped it was yeah, like, on social media. Yeah, I was media. fired up. Yeah, I was fired up to see yeah. it. Yeah. And it didn't. Like, there were some. Some, you know, people on social media dancing to Umbrella. Right. And a lot of the comments were like, well, you did more, more dancing than Rihanna did. Damn. Yeah. yeah. But it's not wrong. 
At least you was Super Mario. That's cool. There you go. No, yeah. that, that was cool. The little that was floating cool. that stuff. Was, I like that. That was pretty cool because I don't think I would have been that cool that high up. Okay, bump mine to like a six now. Okay, I'll give it a seven then. I'll, yeah. I'll raise the bar a little bit okay. because she had hits and she was like floating. Yeah. So she was suspended in the air. She was floating. Okay. We'll just call it floating. Okay. Because floating sounds cooler. Okay. <laughs> Suspended sounds like you're in trouble. <laughs> well, I don't have that correlation. That's I you. don't either. That's you. I don't. I stay out of trouble. I'm trouble free. Mm. Are you though? Are you though? Exactly. All right, Sylvia. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, on Instagram at it's a Sylvia, and then what I'm radio on... station you on? Jeez. Hold on. You had to on remember. Yeah. Ninety-two point three. At what time? Ten to three. Man, you're new to Weekday. this. Day. No, I'm not. I've got to. I've got. I to. want to have. Apparently, my, I got to prep you. I know. I want my <laughs> my social media handles out there. Okay. I want. I want followers. Okay. Let me have followers. Okay. Go ahead and give me your social media. Again. I just did. Go do it again. Okay. Instagram at it's Sylvia. Okay. Okay. And then what, what radio station are you on? Comp 92.3, 10 to 3, weekdays. There you go. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's 10.05, but that's okay. Hey, sh- 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 we don't talk about that. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvia. We appreciate you. Bye. Now that, I can go. Yeah, now you can go. That now is our halftime go. review, courtesy of Sylvia from Comp 92.3. 4.43 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL news and notes of the day, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple little news and notes scatter shoot around the NFL, including this one with the Jets hiring Todd Downing, former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. He also was a quarterback coach with the Raiders from 2015 to 2016, also the offensive coordinator with the Raiders in 2017. So uh, the Jets are, are pulling out all the stops. I'm really surprised that anyone hired Todd Downing. He just got in trouble with the law again. He was just arrested not too long ago. We remember when he got arrested for drunk driving when he came back from, what, Green Bay when Tennessee got that victory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he got arrested. I'm really surprised that they were able to hire him so quickly, but they did. So now they have Todd Downing there. They have Nathaniel Hackett. So they're basically locked in. They have a coach that's locked in with every one of these quarterbacks that are going to be available. Think about this. Nathaniel Hackett, that's the Aaron Rodgers connection, right? Todd Downing, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, those that connection. Robert Sala, Jimmy G. All the quarterbacks that are possibly going to be available, the Jets have some kind of coach that's worked with them. So if you don't think that they're all in on one of these quarterbacks, if not multiples, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah, they're all in on maybe trying to get a quarterback in this free agency class to you know bolster that offense. But the coaching selections that they've made aren't very I, good. Yes, it's, yeah, the, you got to do something more than, hey, I know the guy. Right. Because that guy's still going to be mad if you get him in the building. It's like, we running what? Because Todd Downing disappointed the Tennessee Titans fan base last year. I tried to tell you. I mean, I tried, tried to tell you. Me. I wasn't buying it until it was too late. Yeah, yeah, he is not very good. And then Nathaniel Hackett, I know that, you know, hey, maybe it's just he's a better, he could be a better OC than he was a head coach. But I don't see how anybody hired him after the debacle that was the Denver Broncos and say, hey, we want this guy to run our offense. Well, that's what the frustrating thing is when you start looking at coaching and you look at the way that the same guys get recycled through and through mm-hmm. and through. It's like, how the hell do you get some guy that just got arrested multiple times? How does he get a job first before anybody? Right? He's one of the first of the guys to get to get rehired. And then you look at Nathaniel Hackett. He just embarrassed himself. I mean, he literally est all down his leg and he gets hired you know what I mean like how does that happen and then you got Andy Reid after they win the Super Bowl he's basically campaigning for Eric Bieniemy to get a job talking about right. all the credit that he did how much of like how much of the game plan down the stretch in the second half all that credit should go to Eric all oh, that should go to Eric he's campaigning for this guy to get a job and he probably still won't get one well the thing about it is and I'm glad you brought up Eric Bieniemy because he's in my notes as well uh, he's actually scheduling an interview with the Washington Commanders to be the offensive coordinator like, why? Why does he have to 
hire? Why does he have to be an offensive coordinator? He's already an offensive coordinator. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because, like you said, he's all. It's it's a lateral move at best. Where some people want to say, "Hey, well, he ha- he's going to have to prove it outside of Andy Reid's shadow. Ain't nobody else had to prove right. it somewhere else." If, if I'm going to be an offensive coordinator, do I want to do it in Washington? Do I want to do it in Baltimore? Or do I want to do it in Kansas City? I'll tell you right now, I want to do it in Kansas City every day of the week and twice on Sunday. It don't make any sense. Even Baltimore, I, I respect the hell out of Lamar Jackson, but they ain't Kansas City. Right, so why does why does he and that's what he's he's also scheduling an interview with Baltimore to be their offensive coordinator? Why? I don't understand. Why is he not interviewing to be a head coach? Why is he interviewing to be an OC when he is an OC right now? Yeah, the goalposts are just they keep moving for Eric Bieniemy. When it comes to he doesn't call the plays. Think about all the OCs that have been hired as head coaches, even though Nathaniel they Hackett didn't, didn't call the plays. Nathaniel Hackett, Mike McDaniel. LaFleur when he got hired in right. Green Bay. The list goes on and on of guys where Zach Taylor, I think he left um, with Sean McVay. He left Sean yeah, McVay to go yeah, coach yeah. the, um, the Bengals. He sure didn't call plays. He didn't call the plays. No. So it's, all, it's, it's just funny where if you want to say it's his past, let's just call it his past then and say he'll never be a head coach in the NFL. I would rather people say that rather than we want to see him call the plays on, a, on an inferior team right. to the best offense in the league five years running. Right, but everybody else got hired off the Sean McVay tree or the Kyle Shanahan tree or insert any hotshot coach tree, right? Everyone got hired off of that. That's, that's wild to me, but that was actually one of my notes is that Eric Bieniemy is, is working on scheduling an interview with the commanders this week to be the offensive coordinator, and he's also going to be interviewing with the Baltimore Ravens to be the OC. So whatever. I guess if, that's, if, if he feels like it's a good move, so be it. But if I'm him, I'm going to stay as the OC of Kansas City and wait for Big Red to retire. <laughs> and then be like, hey, you know who the best guy for the job is? The guy that knows the job. And if they passed on him, then they pass on him. But that's what I'd be angling for. I'd be angling for Big Red's job. Because I feel like he's sooner rather than later going to retire too. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not leaving the best meal ticket in the NFL, which is Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah, I mean, you already got a relationship with the guy, right? You already know him. It's not like I mean, you don't have to. You don't want to go to Baltimore and and again, no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, go to Baltimore and have to learn what he's good at, what he's not good at, what you know what I mean. Like all of a sudden, start over, and you sure as hell don't want to go to Washington. Who's their quarterback? Woo, Tyler Heineke. I mean, no disrespect to Jason Wright, the president. We had him on the show last week. That was fantastic. Radio Row. But who's their quarterback? They got a mess going on there. So also, I- one last thing. It's, it's, like I said, moving the goalposts, but there is no good scenario that this can end for Eric Bieniemy if he leaves Kansas City. Because if, if, you have a, if you have a 6-11 season as the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator, see, I told you, he would literally have to go out and win the Super Bowl again, whatever the team that he's you know, going to be in charge of their offense. Right. Because anything less than that is going to be considered a failure. Uh, another note that uh, came across over the weekend is the fact that uh, the Ravens will plan on tagging Lamar Jackson if they cannot mm. get a, a long-term deal worked out and figured out before that March 7th tag deadline. So uh, most likely that they'll apply that tag on him, which is worth $32.4 million. Uh, and then who knows? They can negotiate a contract with them and not have to actually have him play on the contract extension or on that franchise tag. Or that could set up a potential trade, you know, to another team, and then they have to work out a big time deal. If that were to happen, if they put the tag on him, uh, the non-exclusive tag, if they put that on him, again, it's worth thirty-two point four million dollars. If he were to end up not working out a deal with them, but say they trade to any team that need, like just say Miami. Just for S's and giggles, Miami decides that they want to trade for Lamar Jackson. It would cost them uh, two first-round picks as compensation, and then Ooh. on top of that, you'd have to renegotiate. You'd have to negotiate a long-term deal. So for anyone who 
who says, oh, the Raiders should go and make a move for Lamar Jackson. Okay, that's fine, but you're giving up at least two first-round picks in compensation, maybe more, once they tag him, and then you have to pay him that money. And the money he's looking at is Deshaun Watson's money. And I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know if anyone's going to pay him that, but that's what I'd be looking at too. Because so far, up until this moment, the next man's always got more, right? And it's not, it's not Lamar Jackson's fault that Cleveland was dumb and gave him all that money. I mean, they gave him everything. How much you need? Here, here's the check. You fill it in. <laughs> Fully guaranteed, too. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, but for Lamar Jackson, I don't think – you had the end of that caveat of, hey, you got to throw in those two or, those two first-round mm-hmm. picks. I don't know if I love it so much. Right. I, I don't now because – not, not speaking from a Raiders standpoint, but any team. First thing that popped in my head is the Jets. Oh, the Jets, they should make a trade right. for Lamar Jackson. But I don't know if the Jets want to give up two first-round picks. Ooh. I mean, that's, that's the price of doing business. Mm-hmm. What, what do we say in Arizona? Yesterday's price is not, not today's, today's price. price. <laughs> that was the theme. That was the theme for our trip. Yesterday's price is not today's price. And the reason why is when we went to Marley's on Sunday and Monday, it was one price. When we went on Tuesday, DeMar was like, whoa, hold on. This is more than it was yesterday. <laughs> had a new menu. It was the Super Bowl 2023 <laughs> menu. Yeah, man. They swapped that thing out. They had some fresh ones printed up. I think the ink was still, it wasn't even dry on that thing yet. That was funny. So that's when our theme became yesterday's price is not today's price. Got a quick text. The enemy shouldn't leave unless he's going to be an uh, uh, assistant head coach with a large offensive staff for a coach on the hot seat. That way he could take over for a guy like Ron Rivera or similar. And that's a good point. Maybe if they call it an OC slash assistant head coach, maybe. But does that title mean that much to you to make you want to leave KC? It wouldn't mean that much to me. Just just an extra title of assistant head coach. That's cool and all. I want to be the dude, right? If I'm going to be the dude, that's different. But just to be the OC and the assistant head coach, and I'm leaving Patrick Mahomes for whatever they got going on in Washington, hell, they might have you throwing the ball into Washington next thing we know. (laughs) I also wouldn't want to leave with the thoughts of if we do bad enough, that the head coach is going to get fired. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, he would have had to do a bad job, too. Right. No doubt. No doubt about that. Uh, one quick text from Jim from Yonkers. For those who want to see Carr uh, go, as the saying goes, you don't know what you have until it's gone. A bottom 12 head coach get ready, uh, getting rid of a top 12 quarterback. As a fan, I've gotten kicked in the stone so much I wear a cup during games. Thank you, Q&D. Thanks for the last <laughs> between the series football talk. LOL. Jim from Yonkers. Great way to close things out. And that's the thing. A lot of folks have been talking about D.C. being gone for a while. Get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. The question I've always asked is, okay, who's next? Well, now reality is, who's next? That's going to do it for us today. Demon Cotton, your boy Q, we'll be back tomorrow. We appreciate you as always. It's Rare Nation Radio 920.